0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got no Thursday night game tonight, obviously it is Magic Round, so we'll have two games Friday, three games Saturday, and then three games on Sunday for Magic Round up there at Brisbane. As you guys know, uh, myself, Timmy, will be up there Friday, 4pm at the Caxton Hotel for a Supercoach meet and greet if you'd like to come along, and then of course Tom, Eddie and Kempe will be on after that, I believe at the Caxton, I think they'll be commentating uh, the Broncos versus Manly Seagulls game, or a live, or something along those lines, and then 1 p.m. Saturday, we'll be at the Caxton once again. Myself, Timmy, Matty the Waterboy, Kempi for a Bloke and a Bar, the official meet and greet of Bloke and a Bar. So very, very exciting. But I thought with Magic Rounder with no game coming up tonight, I thought I'd just go through each game today. We'll go through the Friday games in one pod one podcast. Then we'll do the Saturday games, another potty, then the Sunday games. We'll go through the Magic matchup. So the matchups that I am most looking forward to this weekend in each game. And there are a number of absolute crackers. Friday night. Got the Dogs taking on the Raiders. I'm calling it the Tim Williams Cup. Of course, grew up being a Canterbury Bulldogs fan, then migrated over to the Canberra Raiders. So the Timmy Williams Cup there. Dogs v Raiders. Got a number of matchups there, which we'll touch on. And then, of course, got the Hollow Sport versus Bloke in a Bar Cup uh, kicking off later between the Manly Seagulls and the Brisbane Broncos. Two games are going to be absolute crackers. Uh, two games that have got teams that are going pretty similarly so far this year. So really, really looking forward to it. Look, we'll get stuck into the Canterbury Bulldogs versus the Canberra Raiders here. Uh, Uh, I will just point out one thing. I'm hearing that Jacob Kiraz, I I got very, very excited about him on um, Beers and Break Evens this week, but I'm hearing there's a very good chance that he'll get ruled out of this game. If he does, I think you'll see the debut of young Blake Wilson, who has been absolutely carving it for the Canterbury Bulldogs in reserve grade. So I think it just shows that Skelton, that I've been very high on, uh, I think they're a little bit worried about him defensively. So you will see Blake Wilson make his debut if... uh, Jacob Kiraz has been ruled out. So, Blake Wilson doing very, very well in reserve grade. And I think he'll have an impact as well. Very, very talented guy. Lightning quick. Very good looking rooster as well. So, keep an eye on for him. He'll be a real bloat smoky. But for me, when I look at this Dogs-Raiders game, uh, there are, you know, two real key matchups that I cannot wait for. The first one is between the halfbacks. Obviously, Matty Burton, he's moved into the 7 jersey a couple of weeks ago. Kyle Flanagan has dropped out of the side. Josh Reynolds has moved into Matty Burton's usual 5'8 spot. But, you know what? he's doing. He's keeping the jersey warm for young Carl Oluwapu, who I believe will be the starting 5'8 in a couple of weeks. And I think long term he will, I'm very confident, he will transition into being the halfback at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Matty Burton, he's playing there at the moment. A guy that I probably didn't see as a halfback, but I think me and probably most of you as well didn't really see Nico Hines as a halfback at this time last year either. So, oh, probably a little bit before that, to be fair. Uh, But he's obviously developed into the role and done sensationally well. I think Matty Burton can handle it, but I think it is a big test for him at the moment. The man he's going up against is Jamal Fogarty from the Canberra Raiders. Uh, obviously won the game for them last week with a field goal in extra time. Uh, the set before that managed that one really poorly, in my opinion. And uh, Jamal came out and said the same thing in his press in his ga- post-game interview, mentioning about how he wasn't happy with how that game finished up and whatnot. But he scored a try at the end. He kicked the winning field goal. I personally think Jamal Fogarty is one of the more underrated halfbacks in this competition. I know he doesn't have the huge attacking upside, of your Nathan Cleary's, of your Nico Hines, these sort of guys. Brilliant kicking game. He's got a really level head on his shoulders. Uh, I don't think... That set of six towards the end of last week really showed what this guy is about. I really, really like him as a halfback. I'll be honest with you, when he left the Gold Coast Titans, I was underappreciating him and I was underrating him. Ever since arriving at the Canberra, he's done tremendously well. I think that last year, a lot of the credit is given to Ricky Stewart and Joe Tapanay for their end of season form and how they really came on. But if you have a look at those games, it, it does coincide with as soon as Jamal Fogarty returned to this side. And I thought he made a huge, huge difference. And I think he, can, and I think he continues to make a huge difference to this side. So I really do think he is underrated as far as halfbacks go. I actually think he's one of the better value halfbacks in our game. When you're talking value, the amount of money you would be paying to have him, uh, compared to what the output is, he's just got to stay injury free. I think he's a tremendous halfback, and I think the Cambrayers have done really, really well to get their paws on him. I do genuinely think he's one of the best value halfbacks in the competition. Two very different guys going head-to-head here in the two halfbacks. Obviously, both are the dominant kicking game in their team. Both have a little bit of unorthodox 5.8s next to them. Both the 5.8s are very different as well. But Josh Reynolds, you know, he can play five eight. he can play hooker, he doesn't have the greatest kicking game, he's just all about ticker, and he's just got good footy instincts. The other side of the park, Jack Whiten. I know he's been a five eight for a couple of years now, and he's improved his kicking game and his passing, but once again, he's a ball runner, he's all about ticker and goes. So, kind of similar guys at very different parts of their careers, obviously with very different skill sets, but both these halfbacks, I think they have to take on quite a bit for their team to be successful so I'm really looking forward to watching them go, especially Matty Burton who's obviously transitioning into that halfback role and has done pretty well so far in my opinion considering, I mean this was a M centre a couple of years ago so he's gone from centre to 5'8", now to halfback uh, in a team that has got a heap of injuries he's got a couple of forwards uh, that are returning in this game or starting to return over the last few weeks and in the coming weeks, we'll talk about them very soon, but the halfback battle it is one that I'm really, really looking forward to watching. Suncorp up there, it does look like the weather is going to be fantastic fantastic. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to watching these halfbacks move the ball around the field. It is magic round, so I think a guy like Matt Burton, he could really stand up in this game. So very keen to see them go head-to-head. They always say, you know, your halfback can only be as good as, you know, what your forward pack allows and the forward packs is what I'm really excited for, especially the front rowers. When you have a look at the middle forwards that are starting for both sides, got some absolute superstars in our game. For Canterbury, Maxie King, his first game back. I'm interested to see how many minutes he will play in this game, but I'm a huge, huge Max King fan. Or you Super coach players You've been following My draft content For a few years I've always said This guy's engine Is fucking unbelievable When I when he went to The Melbourne Storm I thought he would Explode down there He was very quiet I was a little bit Disappointed to be honest With you guys He's then come to Canterbury And he's one of the captains He's in the leadership group And he's absolutely Dominant at the moment I genuinely think He could have potentially Put his hand up For an Origin jersey If it wasn't for that injury A couple of weeks ago He has got a few weeks To prove what he can do You have got Regan Campbell-Gillard out So it is an interesting Situation he finds himself in His front row partner, partner Tavito Pango Jr., um, arguably one of the most talented guys in our game. Just can't quite put it together. But a, a, a daylight magic round on a dry track where it's, you know, it's It's going to allow a lot of offloads and some exciting play. This could be the day that Tevita Pango Jr. really stands up. And uh, going up against Josh Papali, Joe Tapané, Corey Horsburgh, he's going to have to stand up, I think. So Tevita Pango Jr., am I convinced he'll stand up? No, I'm not. I'm never overly convinced on anything with TPJ. You never know what you're going to get. But there's no doubting this guy's tremendous talent. RFM, probably the unsung hero. He's obviously the club captain, not the on-field captain, but the club captain of the Canterbury Bulldogs. They hold him in a very high regard. And he's probably, you know, outside of Josh Reynolds, he's probably like the oldest guy in this, or like the most experienced Canterbury Bulldog. I love everything about RFM and I'm so glad to see him back on the field playing footy. I've always thought he's a better edge than a middle, but Canterbury are using him as a middle guy at the moment, and I really hope that he has a good game in Magic Round. I hope that he stays injury-free for the next few years of his career. So the Canterbury Bulldogs, their middle forwards, fantastic. Tevita Pango Jr. just needs to keep his head on for this game, because they need him on the field for as long as he can possibly stay on there, and they need him to be coming up with effective offloads. Threw a couple last week, went to round. One led to a try. He can't let that rattle him. He's got to get back to his normal game, TPJ, and hopefully he puts his best foot forward for Magic Round. Other side of the park. What about this forward pack? Wow. Josh Papalee, the experienced campaigner in the Canberra forward, in the Canberra Raiders forward pack. Uh, He's a guy that I think will play Origin in a few weeks' time. I think he will be picked by coach Billy Slater. I just think he's done enough in the Origin arena to be picked every single year. He's the sort of guy that if he was a New South Welshman, I'd probably question if he's going to get picked knowing what we're like. But I think the Billy Slater will just back him in and I think he's fantastic for those younger forwards they've got coming through the Queensland Maroons system at the moment. Josh Papali'i, lee he's been there, he's done it before. You quite often find, similar to Joe Tapano Ricky Stewart, he does like to sort of save his best footy from Josh Piper-Lee towards the back end of the season. So not expecting huge, huge minutes from him, uh, but I do think he's in for a big performance here and I think he'll be very keen to go head-to-head with Maxi King, Tevita Pango Jr., some of the young forwards in our game. Joe Tapané, his front row forward partner, arguably the best forward in rugby league. He is a tremendous footballer once again. It always seems like Ricky Stewart sort of holds him back for the back end of the season. He's been playing about 55 to 60 minutes so far this season. Not too many offloads. He hasn't been as destructive as he was towards the back end of last season, but it's also also how he started last season... ...so Magic Round on a dry track... ...once again going up against this big Canterbury forward pack... ...I think Joe Tapanay will be really, really keen... ...to leave his mark on this game... ...now Corey Horsburgh... ...he's the hottest property at the moment... ...as far as redhead lock forwards go... ...he is in tremendous form... ...a lot of us are bringing him into our Supercoach team... ...myself included... ...that'll mean I've got Corey Horsburgh in my Classic... ...and my Draft team... ...I love everything that Corey is doing at the moment... ...you have a look at the Canberra Raiders... ...and how their season has gone... ...they've won four games this year... One of them, he only played thirty minutes in. The other, the other three uh, include the last two weeks where he played seventy minutes at lock forward. In both of them, he became the link man and the key offloader in the middle. The other game they won earlier in the season, well, that was against Cronulla Sharks big Corey Horsburgh. Not only did he get Royce the Choice Hunt Sinbin from the field, he also scored two meat pies in that game, so he's an incredibly important part of this side and I love the form that he's coming up with at the moment. That's my magic matchup for this game. The, the front row forwards, I cannot wait to watch them go head-to-head in this one. I think Corey is up for a big one. I think that the Canterbury Bulldogs, their forward pack, has to win the middle. If they don't win the middle, I personally think the Raiders will roll through them uh, and it's going to be a huge, huge test for them. They're still without a a couple of key guys, Luke Thompson, etc., etc. It is Maxie King's first game back. RFM only has only just come back over the last few weeks as well. Going up against Taps, Horsburgh, Josh Poppley. They've all got match fitness. They're all ready to go. Going to be a huge, huge test in this one. I'll give my full preview on this game a little bit later in the week, guys, so stay tuned for that. But I'm really looking forward to the Timmy Williams Cup. It is going to be a cracker. The late game, the Manly Seagulls taking on the Brisbane Broncos. The late game on Friday night. Uh, for me, there is one step standout matchup here. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. The two fullbacks, the two custodians, the number ones Tom Travojevic taking on Reece Walsh. We're assuming that Tommy Turbo will feature in this one. I really hope that he does. We want all of our superstars on the park for Magic Round. I don't think it will be a Magic Round without Tommy Turbo. Uh, We know that these guys, they're both just so talented. Both very different. There's no doubt about that. There's no one like Tommy Turbo. But at the moment, there's really no one like Reece Walsh either. The way that he is just skinning uh, defensive edges and just he's just making the perfect three-on-two selection time and time again. I can guarantee you that'd have something to do with Darius Boyd, who's obviously up there at the Brisbane Broncos, helping out here and there. But Reese Walsh, what a move it's been. He obviously started at the Broncos, made his way over to the New Zealand Warriors, became a leader over there, in my opinion. Came back to the Broncos and he's just gone to another level. It's been tremendous to watch. I think the big the you know, the main word when you're talking these two, it's state of origin. Uh Tom Trovoyovich, is he going to play Origin One? We're not too sure. Last week he came out, you know, he got ruled out that game the week. Before before you know he came off early wasn't looking too good plenty of people including myself saying hey is this guy up to playing Origin right now? And I have no doubt whatsoever. A competitor like Tommy Turbo, he would have heard every single comment. He would have read every single comment. He, he would have taken it all in, and I'm sure he will stand and deliver in this game. A guy that I think that some of us that have sold him in Supercoach are going to be very, very nervous watching this guy. Another one that we have probably I've, – I've recently sold this to. I reckon a lot of people have. Reese Walsh obviously had a bit of a quiet week last week. The Broncos have sort of been accused of being a little bit of flat-track bullies off the back of last week, you know, Finally coming up against good top four side, uh, and they got absolutely dished from left, right, and center. Obviously without Ezra Man, but more importantly, they're without Payne Haas. So with him back in the middle trying to win the ruck, I think you'll see Recy Walsh stand up in this game. Jake Trevojevic out for Manly, Payne Haas in for Broncos. That's a pretty big fucking swing, and it could have a big impact on these two I was going to say future stars. Tom Travoyevich is a current star. Reese Wallace, you could argue, a current star as well, but I think he's got such a big future ahead of him, it's not even funny. So these two, a current New South Wales superstar, going head-to-head with a future Queensland superstar. Cannot wait for this matchup. And hopefully... Fingers crossed, we see both of them in this year's Origin series. Fingers crossed, we see them both in Game One. Very, very interesting times. Now, another matchup that I'm really, really looking forward to uh, is two of the centres. Now, I think when we think of the Brisbane Broncos, you think centres. For years, it's been Katoni Stags. For me, Herbie Farmworth is the one that gets me up and about, and he goes head to head. The Seagulls' returning center, Cola, an absolute tremendous talent. I love everything about him. He's obviously got all the speed in the world, all the highlights, but it's his defense that I absolutely love. And this will be a huge test for him. Herbie Farmworth, one of the hardest centers in our game to handle. Very good defensively himself as well. He's going up against Kohler, I think this will be a really good matchup. Obviously, two guys that have huge attacking upsides, but I'm very keen to see how they go with their defensive reads. Obviously, at center, it's one of the most important positions, if not the most important position when... When it comes to defense out on the edges there. They're both going to have a superstar fullback coming at them at that side with, you know, an international, a rep center up against them. So a big, big test for the two of them. I absolutely love watching both of these guys play footy. Kola, Herbie, it's going to be a very, very good matchup. Obviously, Kola, it's his first game back in a few weeks. So he might take him a little bit to get into it. He's obviously going to be lacking a bit of match fitness, but I just love everything about Kohler. I think he's got a huge future in our game. Herbie's obviously signed with the Gold Coast. Well, <laughs> Gold Coast, Jesus. He's signed with the Dolphins for next year, and I think he's going to be a tremendous signing for Wayne Bennett. I think he's got a heap in him. Now, the big matchup here, you've got the fullbacks, you've got the centers, but what about the two veterans? Are they the two most experienced halfbacks in rugby league? I'd probably, probably outside of Chad Townsend, I'd probably say they are, DCE and Adam Reynolds. These two going head-to-head. DCE, he is the current... Queensland halfback has been for a couple of years. Obviously, he made his debut in 2011. Uh, Adam Reynolds, I think he's made his debut a year or so later, and then of course went on to win the premiership with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So both these guys won premierships. DC in his first year, I think Adam Reynolds won it in his second year. Has been a while since either either of them have celebrated another grand final. Of course, DC Clive Churchill Medal in 2013, but lost that grand final. Adam Reynolds, of course, losing another grand final just a couple of years years ago with the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but two of the best halfbacks in our game, Adam Reynolds, I've said it on a number of occasions. I think he's got arguably the greatest kicking game we've ever seen from his long kicking game, his short kicking game, medium kicking game. He drops a bomb on a dime. His grubbers are just about unmatched. They're right up there with your Jonathan Thurston's, your Brent Sherwins, these sort of guys. An unbelievable kicker of the football, without doubt for me, the best kicker of a football in rugby league right now. And I really do think there's a fair argument he's one of the greatest kickers of all time. If you said to me he is the greatest kicker of a football ever, I would find it hard to argue with you. I really would and People think that's recency bias or whatever, but the shit that he does week to week is incredible. His kicking game is honestly worth like 8 to 10 points in a game of football. He is tremendous. I guarantee you the Brisbane Broncos score a try in this game off a kick from the great Adam Reynolds. I'd be putting my money on Selwyn Cobbo scoring off the back of an Adam Reynolds kick. DC on the other side of the park a little bit more unorthodox with his kicking game. You wouldn't say he's at the same level as Adam Reynolds, but what he has got, he is the ice man he is the one of the best clutch players in our game I was sitting having beers with a few boys in Rockhampton at our live show a few weeks ago and they were asking me questions like if oh, you had a, a winger to score a try in the last minute if you had someone to kick a goal from the sideline they said if you had to pick someone to kick a field goal who would it be and all the normal names came out Joey Thurston Cronk all these legends of our game and I sort of said you know what?" I know he's not at the stature of those elite players ever, but if you need a field goal, fuck, if I was a hooker, I'd be more than happy to throw it back to DCE every single time. He ices just about every single moment that he's in like that. A tremendous player, DCE. He's been around for a very, very long time. He's had defensive issues over the years that I've pointed out time and time again, but I think he's been a lot better this year And there. with Ola Kawatu on his outside as well. Really, really good little pairing there. So you've got DCE pairing with Ola Kawato on that right edge. Then you've got Adam Reynolds pairing with his man Jordan Ricky on that side. I think the halfback and back row combo that has the bigger night, it could go a long way to winning this game. But the kicking games will be crucial. If DCE can just get anywhere near the level of Adam Reynolds, we are in for an absolute cracker. They're my magic matchups. So the Manly Seagulls taking on the Brisbane Broncos. Game two of Magic Round on Friday night. Turbo and Reese Walsh, the two superstars. Out the back, Cola and Herbie Farmworth, the two young guns in the centres, both got huge attacking upsides, but it's defensively that I want to watch both of them, and they're both going to test each, out, test each other out all night. The fullbacks are going to put them in cracking spots. And then, of course, the two veterans in the seven jersey. you got DCE and Adam Reynolds, two of the very best in our game, two of the most experienced heads, two of the coolest heads in our game going head-to-head. This one's going to be an absolute cracker, as is the first game. Friday night, Magic Round. It is going to be unreal. Myself and Timmy, we will be at the Caxton Hotel, 4 p.m. in the car park. If you're a Supercoach fan, come and say hello. Come and have a beer. Come and ask some Supercoach questions. Come and tell a few lies. It is going to be an absolute cracker of an afternoon.